0: Welcome into an all-new crossover game day preview edition of All Eyes on Cleveland and the OBR film breakdown. I'm Brad Ward, the host of All Eyes on Cleveland, the host of the OBR film breakdown. Jake Burns is here with me. Jake, how are you today?
1: I'm okay, Brad. I'm okay, man.
0: Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on, but we're uh, sun came up, still moving yep. along, right? Long week. Long week of uh, shows and hashing the stuff out, but we're ready to move on here as we are doing this show, uh, as we always do once a week, but not on our normal time as we prepare for Thursday Night Football, which is now on Amazon Prime. So uh, this caused a lot of issues, I'm sure, for some folks last week when they went to go turn on the game and it was suddenly on an app. So uh, it is on Amazon Prime. It's pretty cool. Actually, there was I don't know about your experience last week, Jake, but mine was the sound was off a little bit at times. The picture was excellent. I thought uh, the coverage was good. I did. I like Kirk Herbstreit and Al Michaels together. Uh, they did. It's kind of hard. They never worked together before, but they did a pretty good job together. And that'll be the same thing for t- uh, tomorrow night's game for the Browns and Steelers.
1: Yeah, it has the potential to be a really boring game, so I'll, I'll be interested to see right. how entertaining yeah, see they, how they are. But that. yeah, then you can you can go to the Prime Vision, which is a really cool thing where you can sort of see yes. the all twenty-two of every single thing going on on the field. So. Uh, yes. some different ways to view it, but yeah, man, if you don't have Amazon, um, you know, prime, you better, uh, put in a little, uh, what do you call that? A trial period. You can get, get it for the game because you can't find it anywhere else. So make sure you do that if you have not done so already, but I would imagine most of you smart folks preparing ahead are out in front of this whole ordeal. So yeah. So and if you don't, reminder.
0: yeah. And if you don't know and and you're not sure, you know, ask your, a uh, younger relative, they will figure it out for you. Yes, I right. will. Right. Okay. Uh, weather. It's. I know it's warm up here in northeast Ohio today, so don't let that fool you because it is going to be uh, chillier tomorrow. A high of 64, a low around 51. I believe that I have seen in multiple places, at least up in Cleveland, I, I would believe it's going to be below 60 degrees at kickoff, um, which is, I believe, 7 p.m. Is that right?
1: yeah it's gonna be an earlier kickoff than you're kick. anticipating because it's yeah. they've they've kind of amazon has done their own thing with the the time of game so um yeah just to remind well no sorry it's an eight fifteen. my bad i thought it okay. was a little earlier but it is listed as eight fifteen. so okay 8 kick a little later but um you know uh, the weather the weather should be cool yeah coverage kicks at seven that's right like tony gonzalez yeah. is in the group that does it and um who else? Uh, Fitzpatrick and I think the big Whitworth, the alignment. So uh, a bunch of those folks are, will be there. Um, I'm sure it'll be kick seven. Uh, coverage kicks at seven, eight, 15. It'll be chilly. It'll be under 60. It's a little warmer here in Columbus still today, too, as we're recording this. But yeah, it's to cool down a little uh, cooling off period over the next few uh, next few weeks here. So fall is in the air, man.
0: Yeah, it's about—it's uh, going to cool down a lot tomorrow. It's about 80 degrees here uh, right now, actually, in Akron or around there. So uh, rather warm today, but going to go down low of 51 and, and some good wind. We're going to see probably up on the lake. It says uh, 10 to 15 miles per hour winds, uh, which is pretty much kind of like standard, but it says as high as 26 miles per hour, Jake. So that could play a factor in the game, kick game, certainly. Winds will be swirling in there, and that's going to play a factor on special teams, I'm sure. Uh, so you've got mostly cloudy. It, there's a there's a chance of rain, uh, but I don't think we're going to see. It's not going to like downpour or anything. We may see a sprinkle here or there, but that's yeah. about it.
1: Yeah, it should be pretty calm. Uh, we'll see Cade kick with some wind. I know he's eager to make up for how his last kick went and uh, everything that shook out after that. So, uh, yeah, they're they he's going to get that first taste of what everyone talks about with that lakefront evening wind kind of swirling through the place
0: so uh let's look at uh some betting lines here jake um as we are uh doing our game day preview here for thursday night football browns and steelers at first energy stadium the browns minus four and a half here another very low over under of 38 if you didn't think it could get any lower than last week well it did it got lower so it's an over under of 38 uh, and uh, the Browns are minus 220 on the money line at last uh, viewing of that. Um, I, 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 I'm not going to make any predictions or anything like this, but I saw a couple places where people are looking at this to go. I think the, the money is on the over here on this one jake i know at least feels like it it feels
1: like it because there's two reasons the browns offense has been far better than anybody anticipated as efficient as kansas city and buffalo so far on a drive basis so they're doing really well way out of what i think everybody expected there obviously Uh, but a very efficient first two games um and, and i think they even left some opportunities on the field week one and then the browns secondary i mean what are you to expect, right? What are you to expect? I think you could you could feel like pretty good about the over in this one. Um, the, the four and a half is a weird number. They're thinking kind of if you removed home field, it's like a one and a half Browns line. Uh, so it uh, probably fits right. Pittsburgh's offense has been extremely underwhelming, and Cleveland's defense has been – 90-10, good and bad. So, I mean, it feels like there's some early season unpredictability here, but I I think I'd be taking the over in that one. Something, I mean, all it's got to be is a 21-20 game, and you're you're looking at the over. So, I would I would feel most comfortable in that. Moving down the line, uh, other parts that we always kind of talk about. First-time touchdown scorer, uh, Nick Chubbs, plus 500. Still really like that one. I mean, I think we told you to take it last week. Anytime touchdown score, he's minus 115. I mean, that's just taking money back into your possession because i feel like he's going to score quite a few times this year Um, looking at two plus touchdowns nick only moves up to plus 550 for two plus touchdowns so not ideal i think the amari cooper plus 1500 is a spicy number there to take if you want to put some on that for a couple touchdowns in this game Pittsburgh secondary has been suspect so far as well not uh, altogether, crushing it. Passing yards uh, numbers we like to look at those. The over under for Mitch is 191 and a half, and his return to the Cleveland area. Jacoby <laughs> Brissett is 181 and a half. So both of those quarterbacks you don't see this very often in the modern <laughs> NFL. Both queues under 200 yards uh, or zero over under. Uh, One and a half touchdowns, just like last week. I think that's going to be a pretty consistent thing until Jacoby puts together more strong performances. Um, rushing yards, Trubisky is at 12 and a half. That's an interesting number. I could see him popping one scramble. Yeah. Nick Chubb's eighty four and a half again. That's dicey. I, I even last week he played really well and he
0: was right up against that number. So, so you never know. A note on that, real quick. Mm-hmm. While you mentioned that it's at eighty four and a half, you said for Chubb rushing. Yeah. Yes, cool. Uh Chubb at eighty yards tomorrow on uh, Thursday night will be uh, passing Kevin Mack for fifth all-time in Browns rushing. So keep an eye on that 80 yards number.
1: A little motivation. A little motivation there. Nick. Um, so Nick is 84.5. Kareem is 42.5. feel good about that. Uh, Najee Harris is 54.5. He has not been playing very well. He's got a beat-up foot. Um, they just haven't run the football well. We're, uh, receiving yards... 56-and-a-half for Deontay Johnson, 37-and-a-half for Claypool. Fryer 34-and-a-half. George Pickens, 29-and-a-half. Najee Harris, 17-and-a-half. Kareem, 15-and-a-half. Over. Pounding the over. They screen these guys, man. It's yeah, these are, these are locks. These are uh, low numbers across the board. Uh, P- DPJ is 29-and-a-half. Cooper's 49-and-a-half. Yeah. Njoku's 24-and-a-half. I feel good about the over on all of those because if you add them up, 16 plus 30 plus 50 plus 30, I mean, where are the budget, I mean, where are the rest of the yards coming from? You got to beat up Harris and Bryant. Those are the guys that have to catch the football. Period. There's just you know, David Bell is missing and Nick is missing from that group. So there's a lot of over opportunities on that one for the Browns for sure. So,
0: so the other one that I would be uh, hammering here that I like a lot for a lock is Nick Chubb total receiving yards seven and a half. Are you kidding me? That's one play, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. He's also at one them. and a half receptions. So if you think he catches two balls for more than eight yards, I mean, I, I would hit Just those takes a screen, man. One yeah, screen. I,
1: I um, like those. Know? So I like I like any of those running back numbers. It feels like the lines haven't caught up with that. Um, uh, First half spread you can get Pittsburgh plus three, Cleveland minus three. First half total, 19 and a half. So they expect a little bit more than what the the actual number is. They expect to score a little more in the first half. And if they expect to score a little more in the first half, you could always take the player prop. uh Sorry, the uh, first drive result. I always really like a field goal attempt at plus 450. That's always a lovely one because it doesn't matter if they make it. <laughs> it's field goal attempt plus 450. Anyway, we're going to move off lines. So that's everything we've given you, all the betting data you could ever imagine, just gathered up and thrown at you from Brad and I. So yeah, there we go.
0: And then, as far as my uh, little interesting facts, I already hit the Chubb one. The other one that I thought was very interesting uh, here before we go to break, we'll come back with our keys to victory. But Stefanski uh, actually overlapped versus Trubisky three times Bears versus Vikings. Mm. Thought that was interesting uh, and yeah. worth. Uh, pointing out saw that today Uh, you're listening to uh, a crossover between all eyes on Cleveland the OBR film breakdown game day preview hope you're listening as uh, you're getting ready for the big game here Thursday night football Browns and Steelers Uh, we'll be right back after this short break
1: no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform today Play in Pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning 250 k in cash alone. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb your leaderboard for a shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to 5 player props, even those over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league including the nfl nba mlb pga mma and nascar sign up with this promo code which is very simply for the fans of this podcast obr use that promo code obr at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app store and get a first deposit match up to 25 dollars. so again promo code obr make sure to check out no house advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined Because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Again, that promo code, OBR,
2: NoHouseAdvantage.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
0: OK, we are back. Let's talk uh, keys to victory here. It's been a it feels like a long couple days here since the end of this Jets game. Jake, I know we've talked through a ton of this stuff. I'm sure you have. I know I have on my shows. Uh, so uh, I, I'll, you want me to get, kick this off here? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. You take the first one. All right, first one, I got mental toughness, and in my PFF people and all my analytics people are going to hate this one. But uh, <laughs> mental toughness, right? Uh, you know, all the crap that has gone on, uh, defensive players uh, only meetings and uh, pointing the fingers at each other in the media, and all the stuff that has happened none of it, zero of it, can be carried onto the field on Thursday Night Football. If any of it lingers, it will affect the game, I promise you. So this has to be same swagger, same confidence, totally flushed and done. And that takes a mental toughness. And that and the Browns, you know, my question on my show last night, Jake, was are the Browns soft? Because I felt like they behaved like a soft team in the media this week. So uh, I, I am saying now they need to be mentally tough. That's my first key
1: yeah, I think you can you can move on from the debacle of week two if you win this one, right? Because you know you you certainly can justify, you know, the Ravens had this historic comeback happen to them and the and Bengals are owned two, and everybody's one and one. And if you beat a division foe, you can be on top of the division. It'll be a it's not ever gonna make what happened in week two okay, but I think it has a means of helping you really move on. Now this one, something poor happens it's an ugly game you don't play well and then you got a week and a half here where everybody's kind of on pins and needles anyway i think it has a chance to be a real disaster so uh, to your greater point they do need to be mentally so how does that players meeting that they had we heard carry over right what do they need to do to move on because they better figure it out they really better figure it out because there's really no excuse to have lost last week and They're better than this Pittsburgh team. They really are. There's no doubt about it. It's just about putting together a quality game plan and they've been good. So that to my first point, which is kind of saying the same thing is how well can you respond? If you respond poorly, if they come out and lay an egg, like just playing hard, I just sometimes question how much effort they give in certain scenarios against teams. They think they are better than, and I, I think there was some of that against the jets and it was really concerning on tape. So uh, you know, just re- rebound, respond was was the first one, and it kind of piggybacks into yours. I'll go with the second one. Um, it's coming, Brad. I don't know when it's going to happen. There's going to be a game where the offense is bad. It's just it's going to happen. <clears throat> They're going to really struggle, and it could happen here because Pittsburgh has a unique approach to defense, and even without T.J. Watt, they come up with ways to take you out of doing what you're most comfortable doing. That's just who they are. Now, you can still take advantage of personnel they have, but Cleveland is not dripping with a bunch of fantastic athletes everywhere across the field who are proven to make plays. So my thing is like, is the, is the defense ready to, to win ugly? Can they win ugly? You know, if you, if you, I mean, there was it 15-10 that game here in Cleveland last year, had yeah. a chance to win it, drop ball by Landry. They were pushing the football downfield. Do they have what it takes to win ugly? I think if you're going to win ugly, you can't turn it over, right? These are focal points of winning ugly control the clock, run the football, Timely passing. They were The, the formula has been in place the first two weeks. They've done it. But offensively, there is going to be a game or two coming soon where the frustration is going to be there because they just can't move it. So is the defense, in this case, ready to play an ugly game and be a part of contributing to an ugly win? Because that offense is not going to keep putting up 26 and 30. They're just not. They're not that talented right now. Maybe at the end of the year, but not right now. So – uh, is is this group ready uh, to handle that scenario? I hope so, because they're too talented. They've been in the same system for too long. Uh, so I hope they figure that out.
0: It's a great point, and uh, I'll take my second point and piggyback off of that here uh, a little bit with um, on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, Clowney left the game last week, and the pass rush kind of disappeared in the second half. It was pretty much non-existent. They've pretty much been rushing with four exclusively. I, I, I think that... Um, you know, what we get from Alex Wright will be interesting. I think you need to get a good game from him uh, or whoever you put in opposite miles. But I also think that they may need to at least Joe Woods needs to have in his pocket a, a couple dialed up blitzes. If you have to generate some pressure here, then I think you go ahead and generate it a little differently than you have the first two weeks where you kind of just depended on that pass rush on its own. Uh, I think you may have to dial some things up here. And I think a key to this is is getting some pr- pressure on Trubisky.
1: Yeah, they're going to need to. They only blitzed, I think, nine times by the calculation I have yep. last week, and all of them were were quite predictable. Uh, they're they're deep. They're they're blitzing from depth. They're not taking away early answers. They don't reroute or get hands on anybody. So then it just becomes an easy drop back, pick them apart, leverage situation for the quarterback. Are they able, willing to mix that stuff up? Will they blitz from from tight to the line of scrimmage? Will they trust their guys on an island? I don't know. I think you're right. It's a good thing to to question. I think the second thing for me is trying to create a couple explosives in this game that do not come from running the football. Can you create a couple pass game explosives? Because Pittsburgh's going to challenge you, and I think you can do some things in play action. So I would like to see them stretch the football vertically. They didn't have to last week because uh, New York played a very passive approach, and they were able to manipulate run game. And I expect them to be able to figure some run game stuff out, but I would like to see a couple shot plays to make Pittsburgh kind of loosen themselves up a little bit because I think there will be opportunity uh, to catch somebody slipping. Like like uh, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick plays a very aggressive style, and Cleveland has for the most part been okay against him. So I hope they can can try to take advantage of some of the zealous stuff that Pittsburgh's defense in the back half can do at times. And give a guy like DPJ a chance to go up and get a football. You know, last week, Nelson Aguilar went up over a killer Weatherspoon there at the corner for Pittsburgh. And it's kind of what the phrase is. He mossed him. He went up over him, caught it, and uh, got walked into the end zone. That's what you need. You need to be above and beyond. So take a shot. Trust your guys. Go get a football in a big moment. And I hope we see them try to push it 20. They only threw one pass 20 yards downfield last week. I'd like to see about
0: two or three in this game agreed it's got to be more you got to push the field down the ball more i totally agree with you there i'll I'll come with my last key here and this just kind of piggybacks off of a a little bit of the first one but but it also plays a role at least from the steelers perspective too because they're coming off of an ugly game right as well an ugly loss and can't be feeling good about things they were i think players were kind of questioning matt canada uh, publicly a little bit right so um i think if you start fast here you might be able to get I think that's huge, right? A start, if you, a good score right away, or get up in this game, I think you can maybe get the Steelers to kind of get their heads hanging a little bit. It's a short week; they took a tough loss, and also if you start poorly, now you bring it back into point one, which is where you're going to have to be tough and overcome that adversity. So I think a fast start is absolutely huge here.
1: Yeah, both sides, neither of these, and we I feel like we've said it for three weeks because the Browns have yet to play a really talented quarterback. None of them are comfortable playing in trail mode, right? So yeah. to your greater point, I mean, Cleveland has to in every single week stay out of trail mode as best they can, but I do think that this one in a game like this, a 10 nothing lead, a 13 nothing lead can be something that really puts – Some, 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 the, one of the oppositions in a bind about how to figure out how to move the football. So I will be fast and Pittsburgh has talent at wide receiver, just like the jets did. That's a concern to me. And, and, you know, eventually a coordinator just says, screw it. We're going to push it. And Mitch, you're going to throw it. And that's always concerning, but the talents there, can they just, can they, can they stay out of their own way, Brad? That's what, uh, that's that's what is the biggest question this week. We week one to week two. I thought there's no way they'll blow coverages like that again. They'll iron this out. It's very simple communication stuff. Here's what you do to check the empty. Here's what you do to check to three by. Like it just it's it was sure. broken. It's been broken. So um, I have no expectations for this game. I have no yeah. expect. I had I had expected them to play well for the first two weeks, and I thought they were, they had met it. But the way that those two games ended and what they did to themselves. And really, they could have lost that Carolina game so easily. Like, I just have no expectations. So we'll see if the – it just – Brad, it rides on the defense showing up. If those guys show up, they'll have a chance. If they don't show up, then we'll be frustrated. So that's what we'll see if they're uh, able to all get on the
0: same page and work together as a unit. Yeah, really big game here as far as I know it's only week three, but in, but in, uh, as far as we look at this, it's a, like kind of an 11-game season we're looking at right now. So it, it looms a lot larger than uh, it may for some other teams around the league. Thursday night football, prime time under the lights will be a lot of fun. Crowd will be crazy. It'll be a blast. Uh, any f- uh, final thoughts, Jake? You want to get ready to get out of here?
1: Yeah, I think this covers it all. This is what you guys will get if you don't listen to these usually on the weekend because you're busy. You're getting a chance on a Thursday to listen. This is what Brad and I covered before the game, about 20 minutes of pregame stuff. So hopefully you enjoy it and check out both of our shows postgame. Appreciate you guys.
0: Yeah, listen to uh, the OBR Film Breakdown and uh, all of the OBR's uh, uh, pregame festivities, as usual, over there uh, on Twitch and whatnot. And uh, uh, that's Jake Burns, the host of the OBR Film Breakdown. I am Brad Ward, the host of All Eyes on Cleveland. For everybody else at Blue Wire Podcasts, we are out.